Hello, hello, are we okay? I'm Steve Turton. This is my conversations with the Pope. If you're a returning listener, one of our loyal followers, thanks as always for tuning in and your support. If you're new, also hello. How do you explain what we do here? I suppose we're just a couple of old mates who talk about the sporting week and gamble on picks and take the piss out of each other on a weekly basis. Me and me mate Ben Pope. It's our 27th episode, but it was the 25th anniversary anniversary release of the film Casino this week. So you'll hear a few bits from the picture through the episode and us discussing a few of Scorsese's flicks as we go. There's the usual Liverpool-Everton talk. We're asking, would you swap Lionel Messi for Andy Robertson if you were offered it at the moment? If Barca wanted to trade in January, <laughs> don't think it's going to happen, but it's worth a discussion. No surprise, Pope's got the ump over the Blue Boys' three points. He's also got some interesting opinions on Welsh people in general. Strangely, he's got some beef with John Parrott and Derry Matthews as well, so probably won't just be Tony Bellew who's potentially after him following this one. Now it's all going a bit Axl Rose with that Guns N' Roses album at the moment but we've recorded it differently again this week so hopefully it sounds a bit sharper we lost a bit of sound analyzing the Spurs City game but we've probably saved you five minutes of your life that you'd never get back otherwise it was basically us asking where Raheem Sterling's gone this season your unlikely lookalikes are fucking superb again everyone from Bert Reynolds to Eastbound and Down Stevie Janowski Pope's starting to finally get a little bit on board with the segments, although he's fuming because he's got no ability himself to, to come up with the unlikely lookalike. So keep firing them in at my convos with the Pope. The real star of the show is Uncle Al or Uncle Douglas, as he's becoming known on the show. You probably heard him if you tuned in last week, his, his Nigel Farage impression. Well, he's doing a bit of Michael Douglas this week and it, and it does steal the show. So yeah, nice and short and sweet this week, just over an hour, the show. If you are enjoying it, please tell your mates, give us a little rating on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, um, and share us on your, on your social media. We love the interaction with the listeners and the more the merrier. Give us a shout at my conversations with the Pope on social media. And as always, enjoy the show. The Zoom's recording, mate. Yeah, it's been recording for 100%. two minutes since I, since I told you it was recording, yeah, two minutes ago. All right. Hello, Poe. Hiya, mate. Are you okay? Not bad. Now we're up and running. Did oh, I, no, your I baby don't know system with these microphones, to be honest with you, Steve. I'm giving it one last try in the hope yeah. that it'll work. But, yeah, no joy this week. Then, uh, yeah, it's reverting back to being it's a over. doorstop. Did I hear baby Gronk in the background there? 
Baby Gronk is in school, so that's the younger of the two Baby Gronks, whatever you want uh, to call him, yeah. Mini Juice. Mini Juice, yeah, whatever you want to call him, yeah. I've been calling him, yeah, that's uh, it's quite nice compared to what I've been calling him the last week, yeah. Terrible sleeping <laughs> at the minute. Very moody, oh. very ratty, but like his mum, to be honest with you. <laughs> Must run in that side of the family, Popey. I think so, yeah. Ted always says he has the Rick's rage. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. You've got a bit of rage in yourself, Popey. There's nothing down for him, is the bad side of things? I don't, I don't know. I think I'm quite mellow. I've, I've mellowed out repressed. to my old age. You're more repressed rage, I think, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got an edge to me, which isn't which certainly isn't a bad thing, but... Um, no. No, I don't think I'm as rage-filled as a... As I once was, like in my younger years, I think the kids have uh, completely taken it out of me. All the rage I did have have just been taken out on the kids, and uh, yeah. So I think that's that's the main reason why I'm uh, a bit more mellow than what I once was. Broad Green's Joe Jackson over there. Yeah, you're not burning baby Gronk's feet, no, lad, are you? <laughs> no, that the thoughts has crossed me mind. Like, but in all fairness, too, been a bit, been a good week for uh, for baby Gronk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Went to pick him up from school on Friday. And he was carrying out a few things that he'd done in school, and amongst them was a uh, was a certificate for what he was calling stars of the week. So okay. I had a look, and um, yeah, basically they have a star of the week for his class class of thirty each week. Yeah, and and much to uh, to my surprise, our Louis won the uh, star of the week for his for his class last week. Oh, he's right, he's right. Usually it's his uh, his female. Colleagues, um, seeing stars, isn't it? I think we've what we've covered on this. <laughs> well, I was going to say, yeah, he must have something on the teacher anyway. He must must have blackmailed her. <laughs> sounds like, sounds like. Don't Let's it? hope I, he I never listens to, to this podcast, though, because he's not very painted, not painted in a positive light, really, is he? So. No. I think he might we've... grow to resent me if he ever listens to uh, to this when he's older. So let's hope he doesn't. So I won't mention it to him. We've ripped your kids to shreds from day one, haven't we, really? I wanted to ask how your mental health was, lad. Last week you were a little bit out of sorts. You threw a bit of criticism at me for for not asking how you were and checking in on you after a tough week. Matty, our mate Matty and listener, was telling me there was a, a man talking to his chair in Huddersfield who'd had a nervous breakdown last week. I was uh, just a little bit concerned. That you what concerned whether they way. got the, the geography wrong and that was in fact me? <laughs> Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. It's poor prick, that was terrible, yeah, he'd, he'd had a, a few things go wrong in his life and he was left talking to his, uh, his furniture. I just wanted to make sure you're on the right path now, Popey, you're, uh, you're sticking to your betting sabbatical after after last week? Yeah, at, at the same time, okay, I might have been crying it in about yeah, lack of support or, or, or empathy, your end, but I'd rather you don't over-egg the custard and, and go too far the other way. But nice of you to ask, nonetheless, yeah, I had a slight, slightly better week. In part mm. that I haven't had a bet, yeah, sticking to the bet sabbatical. Yeah, I feel purified almost by uh, yeah. not sort of checking on me bets, doing the research that goes into them or, or lack of, as was the case last week. Yeah, I found it quite reinvigorating, to be honest with you. So, uh, yeah, the bet and sabbatical continues and will no doubt do so for a, for another few weeks at least. A little breather's good from time to time. I know uh, it was kind of roles reversed for me on Sunday. I think you caught... A little bit of wind on my uh, wild Sunday, lad. I, I got off diary. It was oh, it's a bit what of a roller coaster there. Oh, that's what I did. I gave the money. That's what I did. Yeah. You call yourself a man? You know you're a lying, low life, motherfucking gambling degenerate prick. You know that's what you are. Two small kids at home. I gave you money to pay the fucking rent and buy groceries. Put the heat on. 
You know your wife called Frankie and told her the fucking heat's off? Huh? And you didn't gamble that fucking money. And you stand here and tell me that? No, no, you didn't? Don't fuck with me, Al. Don't make a fuck out of me. You want to embarrass me? Make a fool out of me? You didn't gamble? Tell me you gambled the fucking money. I'll give you the fucking money to put the fucking heat on. Did you gamble? Huh? Fucking degenerate, you. Fucking kids at home. Here. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, thanks. Let me find out you fucked up. I'll leave you wherever I find you. All sorts, all sorts. I had four bets for the Sunday in my bet there. He ended up settling 20. Wow. So that just, that just shows how far away I got. Yeah, just, I don't know, lad. I got roped in. I need to stop back in Sheffield United, don't I? Yeah, I that, that, that ship's well and truly sailed, mate. Yeah, second season-itis, as it often happens with, mm. their, with these teams, Sheffield United being the case in point this season. But what what often happens is when you do stop backing them, they'll start winning. As yeah. is the case, you just gotta accept that really. Well I'm giving them one more one more weekend. I think I'm gonna lay West Brom on Sunday against them. I'm following them off the cliff, aren't I? You know, in, in horse racing terms, you you'd have cliff horses, don't you, that you you keep following and keep following off a cliff and I think Sheffield United are like Dover for me at the moment, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> they were the uh, they why, were the why, catalyst. Why do you think you persist with them, Steve? Again, I just don't think they're as bad as the results. The results are saying. I think West Brom are a really bad team. But we'll come on to all that betting. As I say, they were the uh, they were the catalyst for for wildness Sunday. I was dipping into all sorts of overs bets in the German league. Leon fucking Leeds Arsenal nil nil. Soon as I back the overs in the Leeds Arsenal game, Pepe fucking throws the head like Jimmy Corkill, doesn't he? Gets sent off. <laughs> So what? So, um, so if, if only I had a bottomless pit of uh, money to to, to, oh, to dip into, I could get myself out of goes. trouble. So you've turned four bets into twenty. You've chased, and judging by yeah. your your messages on Sunday, anyway, you managed to get yourself out of bit of bit of trouble, didn't you? Yeah, the the I think always in the back of my mind, I had that Liverpool would be the uh, the get out clause at the end of the rainbow. It, it, honestly, I was I was four figures in at one point though. You know, Sunday afternoon, it wasn't pretty. Like it was not pretty, Popey. Really wasn't, but. As I say, Liverpool done the job. I had a mad touch. The last 40 quid bet of the weekend was on uh, Simon Whitlock to be Michael Van Gerwen <laughs> at 8-1. to one. 40 quid at 8-1, to one, Pope. He pulled me right out the shit. Wow, that I is mean, desperate. Like, yeah, he won, didn't he, final leg decider? <laughs> it wasn't worth the, the headaches, honestly. I don't think it was worth the headaches. It wasn't worth... Breaking the uh, the discipline really. I've never worked so hard to be ninety four pound up on a day. Honestly, it was absolutely carnage. carnage. What's Whitlock but... about, by the way? I know he's been on the scene for a, for a long time. I think he's a former world champ or match play world champ. Looks like he should be knocking around with Blue Mick, doesn't he? <laughs> the Australian Blue Mick. Strange looking individual. A... Like, you ever seen a stance like it? He's basically offering. The board a straightener every time he's at the hockey. He just stands straight on, lashes them at it. But when he's in a rhythm, he's shit out as, uh, as Michael Van Gaal will find out Sunday. But it, was, it wasn't it was pretty, Pope. It wasn't good. And as I say, I've spoke to you before about how important structures are and sticking to your bet diary and uh, sticking to your framework, sport by sport. And I've got lucky there. I think I remember Jürgen Klopp saying, was it Salzburg we beat last year at Anfield? Did we beat them 4-3 or 5-4 or some some mad score? Oh, was it um, Thingy? Yeah, yeah. That, so on the back of that, we signed Minamino, didn't we? 
It was, yeah. Well, I remember him saying, and I think it's—I think it applies to gambling as well. I think it's good to learn something while get still managing to get the three points in the bag. You know, he seen that performance and was like, "We've still got a lot of work to do here defensively and whatnot. We've got some things to iron out." But you'd rather be doing it when you've just about got out of uh, got out of trouble. So the diary's in for this week. It's quite extensive, and we'll uh, we'll hopefully hopefully stick to the plan a little bit more this just week. Just fill the listeners in, Steve. Obviously, I know about it, but uh, on the golf you'd had a bet as well. Do you want to tell us who you backed, and more importantly, that player's nickname? Who for me has is, is probably got the best nickname in sports, unbeknown to him at least. And Back me old mate Kevin Kistner, who uh, me and cousin Nico like to call the bodyguard for his, <laughs> for his Hollywood name alike. I've actually hit him on Twitter with it. He, he won a right few quid for me. I backed him for the um, the match play a couple of years ago, and he actually, I'm sure he retweeted uh, a tweet at him saying, you know, with the betting slip, nice one, Kizzy, absolute windfall off you. Thanks to the bodyguard, I will always love you. Something along them lines. I will always love you. <laughs> and he retweeted it. I'm sure brilliant. he retweeted it. Love that, uh, you know, love that. How did he get on for you on Sunday? Do you know what? He was brilliant. I backed him Friday night after the second round. Sorry, sorry, no, no. Uh, just before he was teeing off after the first round. He was 16 to 1. He was about eight shots off the pace. And he took the lead with three holes to go. Unfortunately, the lad in second, Streb, Got to 19 under as well, got it to a playoff. Unfortunately, he, they were both in the rough. Streb come out of the bushes and put it uh, put it two foot. Sorry, not even that, two inches from the hole, where his kizzy went over the back of the green. So yeah, lost a playoff to 380th in the world, which is uh, always fantastic, isn't it? It's all well and good tweeting him when he wins for you, but you've got to back that up, mate. When he doesn't win you and he costs you money, you've got to tweet him again. So you went in on Sunday night, give him a bit of heavy, like. I haven't yet. Do you think I should load up and give the bodyguard a bit of stick? I think so, I... yeah. And as, as a professional sportsman, you've got to accept that. You've got to mix the rough with the smooth at the end of the day. So it's, it's all well and good winning your money, like, but... On Sunday, he's going over the back of the green. So, so yeah, I'd, 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 I'd give him a bit of stick there. like. But, yeah, best best nickname in sport for me, anyway. The bodyguard, Love Kevin it. Kisner. Love it, Steve. <laughs> one, 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 of your, one of your very few good shouts over the uh, the 20 years or so that I've known you. So, yeah, uh, it took you long yeah, enough. Probably because of Nico's shouts, actually, really, weren't it? I think it might actually. I think it well, there you go, actually, yeah. And you're just jumping on the back of it, of course. Yeah, that sounds about to form to this, for this podcast, doesn't it? But... In terms of tipping, done all right. Spurs done the job for us on the footy front, didn't he? Podcast wise, that was quite nice to see that, uh, what that they got home against City. Um, I only tipped them at even money, didn't I? Plus a goal. I did say sixteen to five was a good price. Couldn't put you off backing them for the game. I think a few people back Spurs for the game. Yeah. On the back of the podcast, which was good to hear. Do you know that City were a shorter price away at Tottenham? Then we were at home to Leicester. <laughs> were we odds? Were we odds against? We were even money at, at one point on Sunday, and certainly leading up to the week. Yeah, and I know we had the injuries, but 
These bookies love City and hate us, don't they? What's what's with the Man City love fest? It's great. There's no point moaning about it because you're always going to get better value on Liverpool than you are Man City. So it's great, obviously, but yeah. I don't understand the Man City love fest. Firmino, Richarlison, in this case, Richarlison se que mete el centro, llega Paquetá. Buena centro para Jesús, llegaba Renato de Firmino. You say that Jesus is Brazil's main man. I think it's been Bobby Firmino for Brazil in the last couple of weeks, and good to see him on the score sheet again. Finally, on Sunday, what did you make of Liverpool's performance, Popey? Well, first things first, put us up, didn't I? Three-one with 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 Jota M O M. Remind me, you won man of the match. First things Unlucky. first. Unlucky, you know, unlucky. Did he not win it? Rock. He could have easily. No, he's 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 he's, he's brilliant. He's is is a sort of pleasantly surprised with 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 him as a signer more so than anyone in recent years. I know Klopp, part and parcel, you've got to expect him to to uh, as a track record to prove he's got to get an extra ten, fifteen, as much as twenty percent out of players when they sign for us. But usually that's over time. That's over the course of a season. Andy Robertson. Mm. Who for me is 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 head and shoulders the best left back in the world. Don't forget he didn't start for what the first three, four, five, six months under Klopp. Joss has just come in, he's at the ground running, and it's as if Klopp's already got an extra 10, 15, 20% out of him already. So yeah, what type mad. of play is he gonna be in the next six months, year, two seasons yeah. time, when he continues to work with Klopp? He, he's he's like gonna be genuinely world class, isn't he? He's like a mad mix between Robbie Fowler and Michael Owen, isn't he? It's an, it's an incredible... He's strong as well, lad. He's strong yeah. when he's in. For a is. little lad, he's strong. You can't get him off the ball. Good, Got a low centre of gravity. Great finish. And he's just got a knack of scoring goals at Anfield. That's why, more so at Anfield than playing away from home, I'd, I'd always fancy him to, to put in a, a man-of-the-match display anyway. And then as, for, as, you, say as, there, as you say there, Pope, you, you put him up man-of-the-match, I think you were really unlucky there. i seen... Um, Manny got king of the match from Budweiser, whatever <laughs> what the fuck that, that is. What is it? Chris Towers nominated that, loyal listener, and I made... Very American, the... that, isn't it? You can tell that's, uh, that's Budweiser who have given that. Very American. Well, it, it, it was a Keegan of the, of the Week. It was a Keegan of the Week for him, but that means nothing. Where's Jamie Carragher, lad? What, what happened to the uh, the co-pundits or the co-commentator giving the man of the match? Is that out the window now? This is why so many bookies aren't doing man of the match. Because sometimes they give them from the booth, sometimes they don't. Why didn't Carragher pick Jota or Robbo? Or I presume he might have gone for a Fabinho or a Matip again, who, who were both outstanding. It was one of our best performances I've seen for, for a long time again. But the Probably thing with Man of the Match as well, and Bucky's not taking bets on it, it's subjective, whereas every other market yeah. you can bet on is 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 matter of fact it's an eventuality do you know what I mean we're either going to win we're either going to score there's either going to be that amount of corners in the game there's either going to be that player booked it's all matter of fact whereas with man of the match it's subjective really isn't it it's not definitive yeah. so yeah. at the uh, it wouldn't surprise me if that gets scrapped over the over the coming seasons anyway just I just think it's down I think there's only William Hill our old mates William Hill at um Taking bets on it, you know. I couldn't even see it on Sky Bet. I was trying to get you the best price on Jota to throw up there for the uh, for the followers on Instagram at my convos with the Pope. But it was only William Hill doing the market, so I think they possibly are going to pull the rug on that at some point. I think but- so. But enough about me, anyway. Yeah, let's obviously talk about Liverpool. Absolutely brilliant. I really fancy us, as my uh, score prediction would suggest. I just yeah, I, I can't. 
it doesn't bother me going under the radar as mad as it sounds. I haven't won the, the league as convincingly as we did last season. I haven't won the Champions League the season before, but I just I find it almost comical. You're getting a lot of the, the press who are big up Man City still, maybe not so much after the weekend, but certainly before the weekend, they were strong favourites with the bookies. Mm. And now I'm seeing Gary Neville's talking up a uh, Mourinho-Frank Lampard title race, which for me is just... It's hard to it's hard is to he, fathom. Is he doing that a bit is that a bit tongue in cheek though, Popey? Is he doing that a little bit? Well I hope so, but regardless, wing. it's he's putting it out there and that's that's the main subject on his uh his his, his podcast apparently this week. Not oh. that I'd ever listened to it. So but not not just not just Gary Neville, you just you just not so much pick up a paper anymore, but you look anywhere on the internet, whether it's Sky Sports or any other news outlets, and the likes of Tottenham and Chelsea are being bigged up for the title. And I still think there are a couple of seasons behind Liverpool, regardless mm. of the injuries we've got. We've we've shown we've obviously got the squad depth to deal with it. My only concern is obviously Matip has got an injury mm. due. He's not the most reliable. As long as Matip and Fabinho do stay fit, and if that injury doesn't come. Then I don't think there's any stopping us really. But what what did they look like, Pope? They looked like fucking Cannavaro and Nesta or something, didn't they? Looked like we played <laughs> together for a decade. <laughs> Jamie Vardy done absolutely nothing. Like probably one of the most terrorising strikers. Well, I was going to say Harry Kane aside, who, who, whose roles changed more recently for Tottenham. He's playing a little bit deeper and he's put more of a playmaker this season. But Harry Kane aside, he's, he's probably the most lethal striker. In the Prem, most dangerous as his record this season improved. He scored goals away at Man City, Arsenal, counter attack pace. He's 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 got everything really, and he, and he's got an eye for goal. And he didn't have a sniff, did he? Didn't have a touch. How comfortable was it? That 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 that's probably one of my biggest takeaways from the game. Just how comfortable it was for us. Yeah, never edgy. So I know we were missing uh, oh, a lot of chances. So as a fan, especially if you've you've backed them as well as a punter as well, you get a little bit edgy when when we continue mm. to be as wasteful as we are. But that aside, it was very comfortable, very comfortable watch. Which considering we were a, playing top of the yeah. league with all the injuries we had, yeah, it was, it was good to see. I had a good chunk on us, and honestly, the only sweats that I had during that game was flicking back over to see Kevin Kissner in the bunker and in the uh, in the rough light. <laughs> the bodyguard, yeah. The, the, the bodyguard, there really wasn't a sweat on a part. Do us a favour, Steve. We ever refer to the bodyguard again on this podcast? Just refer to him as the bodyguard. <laughs> no need for Kevin Kisner, okay? No, no, I Kisner, think the listeners the get it. Okay, no problem at all. Andy Robertson, I mean, you went back and forth on text over Andy Robertson, didn't we? It, the, the man's, it's a different level, hasn't he? It's, as I say, it's like uh, having Lionel Messi at, at left back. It's, it's almost perverse, lad, isn't it? How good he's getting. The improvements week in, week out. The reliability. You said to to me that's a compliment to to Messi at this point to compare. Well, it certainly is this season, yeah. He's certainly been a lot better than Messi this season. (laughs) If Barcelona turned round to you now and said, would you swap Messi for Andy Robertson? You're taking Andy Robertson, aren't you? I'm taking Andy Robbo all day, yeah. And he's only relatively young as well. Still still room for more improvements. Look at the amount of assists he he gets, lad. Obviously, another one at the weekend again. Or was the two who took the corner for... uh, I think it might have got two. Or maybe it was Milner, an in-swinger. I'm sure it was an in-swinger. Might have been Robbo. Might have been Robbo. He's just yeah, an assist yeah. machine, as is Trent. But he's a better defender than Trent. And he's more reliable, certainly from a defensive standpoint, than Trent. Trent's delivery is brilliant. I get that. But as a defender, I'd much rather have Robertson than, uh, than Trent. Like, and, uh, I think we're lucky to have him, to be honest with you. Straight away, here's Richarlison getting past Anderson and the cut back towards Calvert Lewin. Goodness me, what a start! After only 40 seconds, 
the top is in France. Richarlison back in the team had a part to play, but Dominic Calvert-Lewin bundled the ball in. For them nil, Everton won in no time at all. Win for the Blues. Speaking of the other side, the Mersey side, they've got the first win under the belt. Everton. Lucky don't stay. Lucky scraped it at the end. Scraped it. I even only... even Calvert Lewin, your mate, who must have uh, surpassed us. What did you? What was your bet? Fifteen goals. Must have surpassed 80, that by uh, now, hadn't he? Eighteen. He's got to get to. And it's only it's in the Premier League, like. But yeah, I have told the lad, Steve Mitchell. Who've had the bet with? I've asked him if he wants a large, medium, or small Christmas tree because I think it's uh, <laughs> it's going to be weighed in before Christmas. That isn't it? Yeah, I'll, you want to chalk that off as another loss in the uh, the last column there, mate. <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't spend too much time on Everton. I think we spent enough time on them in recent weeks on the podcast. We've even had a former Everton player on the show. Not much to say really, other than they were lucky against the worst team in the league, and obviously they scraped the scraped the W to. Did you watch the game? Get them back on track. I didn't see the game. Uh, I know I've seen some highlights and they do look a different team offensively with Richarlison in the, in the side. I really, really rate Richarlison. Like. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, he's good. He's effective. He's, he's at, uh, yeah, I'll keep your personal views. I'll put them to one side, obviously, in terms of uh, injuring probably our ah. best player in Thiago. Um, oh, yeah, I thought that might uh, such as stick life. in your throat a bit. Yeah, yeah. such as life. Uh, yeah, as I say, it's... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not really... Wanted to spend too much time on Everton. Said me peace. They were lucky, scraped it, and we'll uh, we'll see over the coming weeks whether that's um, that's a turning point for them. But I wouldn't get too excited. Well, I think you need that though, don't you? Sometimes, but when you've when you've lost three on the bounce, get it however you can get it. You know, I think they were quite comfortable when they went three one up at one point. And then I don't know. I was out didn't watch it to be honest with you. I was in Coldies Park and bumped into that uh, the Queen again. You'd be glad to know on my travels. The car. Yeah, yeah, same car. But do you know what, what what makes it even weirder is it's the same car as I seen in the park last time and I sent you the picture of because it's got a bumper sticker border collies on board. Oh wow, okay. Which was nauseating and concerning in equal measure, really. But the one I seen in my street, which was I was debating as to whether to put my house up for sale on the back of it, really. The one I seen when I was trick or treating in the streets didn't have that bumper sticker. I'm sure wow, it was a different okay. car, so there's, there's there's more than one flunk around the city. Yeah, which is a big concern. And so you were out, so you didn't see the game, but you you're happy to say that they absolutely scraped it and you were lucky ever, and that's that's the stance you're going to take on it, and you you sticking to it. Well, so it, we're we're lucky nowadays to have have the uh, technology we do have, and there's more than way, one ways of following up on a game. You don't have to sit there and watch the ninety minutes minutes. Don't okay. think we've ever done that for an Everton game, by the way, other than okay. when they're playing Liverpool. So I've I've still caught up in my own ways. Make this highlights. There's there's reviews, yeah. So based on obviously what I've what I've seen and what I've what I've read, then uh, yeah, they were very lucky. Judging by no. well, th- actually, that was coming from Calvert Lewin himself. Even admitted they were lucky. So did he say not my that? Words. Did he say that himself? Yeah, not my words. Well, he's making a fool of me. I'll uh, Calvert Lewin. We'll come on to him. I think in the uh, Keegan's of the week and a touch. Just looking towards lower league footy a minute. There was catching up on the Observer last night, and there was a big feature on uh, Ryan Reynolds and his mate Brian Wrexham. What do we make of that? Carry on, Wrexham. I used to, I used to uh, go to school with a lad called Welshy from Wrexham, and uh, he always used to refer to them as Wrexham. Rexham, boy. Rexham, yeah. Rexham. Um, yeah, great, isn't it? Great for the lower league. Uh, it's a good story. I, I don't know what their sort of motive is behind it. Well, it's the oldest ground in the world, isn't it? So maybe they're thinking, look, we can do something here. There's tradition. We can get a Welsh team, a Northern Welsh team. We've not had it, have we? Northern Welsh team in the 
upper echelons of the league, certainly in the Premier League. For no, do we want it to be hand. honest with you? I'm not, not very fond of the Welsh, to be honest with you, Steve. <laughs> so you're just going to write the Welsh off as as a people, yeah? Yeah, just certainly also the home nations, yeah, they're my, they're my least favourite, yeah. Just from what's experience, your, uh, really, yeah. What's your beef with the Taffies? What, what, what have your run-ins been that have, that have cost you so much, so much pain and... And anguish? No, certainly no pain. Wouldn't 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 uh, wouldn't give them that. No, I'm just just not very fond from from past experience with Welsh people. Apart from Welshy, of course, my old schoolmates. Yeah, just 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 find them a little bit sort of a little bit rude, <laughs> ostentatious maybe. Me, I, I I remember stories of old from my dad and my uncles and that whenever they worked away in Wales and they'd walk into a pub full of uh, English-speaking Welsh people. As soon as they'd seen English people, a person at the bar, they'd revert back to speaking in Welsh. And just a very, very, very odd nation. Obviously, they were stopping people from coming into the country during lockdown, which, all right, that might be seen as being patriotic and brilliant. But I don't know, just just as I say, I'm not, not overly fond of them, to be honest with you. Ian Rush Your aside, dad? Ian Rush aside, and, and my old schoolmate, Welshy, yeah, I haven't. Uh, I don't, don't don't think too much of the uh, the Welsh to be honest with you. What about them great days we've had in Cardiff? And your dad's story there takes me back to one where me and Gavin McDonald, I think who listens to the show, old mate, we went back to the Cathedral Hotel, a place we'd stayed in the year. It was before, me, you and Gav last night standing, yeah. No, not that one. No, no. The year later, me and Gav found our way back there. I think it might have been after Man United. Actually, did we get? Did we beat Man United two one in the uh, in the League Cup final? We would have done. Anyway, yeah. me and Gav found our way back there, and we we'd had a dabble, like shall we say? Gary Ablett was very much in the mix, should we put it that way? And we made our way back to this this Cathedral Hotel anyway, and there was a real uh, real piss up and knees up going on. Rugby lads and Welsh fellas and fellas. Doing a handstand in the corner, singing Welsh opera. Yeah. Fantastic voice. Hitting all his notes, like a young Tom Jones. So we turn <laughs> we turn round to his mate and go, Wow, fucking fantastic that mate. What a what a rendition. What what what's he actually saying in the in the song? Like, you know, what's it mean in English? He went, Oh no, boy, oh he is speaking English there. <laughs> He's just had too many lagers. <laughs> I thought it was the one you were going to tell me. It might have been the year before where it was me, you and Gav last at the hotel bar and they called last orders. So Gav ordered 24 pints, didn't he? Eight each. Well, we'd been there, hadn't we, for about four hours. I think it was getting to five o'clock in the morning. And he was like, come on, boy, you've got to wrap up now. I've got to go on the other side. I've got to do breakfast. You know, come on, can you can you make it one last order? Yeah. Gav crawls to the bar and he's like, okay, mate, yeah, one last order, 24 pints of Carlsberg, <laughs> please. <laughs> Those were the days, my friend. We sat and drank them all, didn't we? But yeah, yeah, did you have any thoughts on Rex and Popey? You said you just think it's a bit of a mad one, or... I don't know whether it's a bit of a... Yeah, just just a bit of a PR stunt. I don't know. There's more to it, maybe. Do you know know who the other guy is, don't you? Who's buying it with Ryan Reynolds? Have you ever watched... um... He's another actor, isn't he? Is he in uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? He is indeed, yeah. Mach. Fat Mac, one of no. me, one of my best TV characters of all time, really. Um, skinny Mac, less so, but Fat Mac when he puts the beef on out of nowhere, absolutely brilliant. As uh, yeah, Tom Forshaw and Chris Towers, a couple of our listeners are big, big fans of the show. Oh, and, uh, Addy, yeah. yeah, I need to check out that. They'll testament to that. Ah, John's massive on it. Ah, John thinks it's absolutely. And I've watched a couple of episodes and it didn't really do it for me. Danny DeVito in it as well. He's brilliant. Yeah, Frank Reynolds. Yeah, he's certainly one of the uh, the greatest TV characters of all time. So as you can imagine, this this article in the Observer, anyway, it, you know, it's speaking to the locals, it's finding out what everyone's opinion is in Wrexham, it's talking to landlords in little pubs around the area. Wrexham. So if I, 
So if I don't know who this fella from, you know, it's always sunny in Philadelphia is, you can imagine what the fucking working class masses of Wrexham are thinking, <laughs> can't you? So the interviewed, yeah, the interviewed, I've got it here. Let me just get the paper here. Uh, the interviewed Peter Jones, the former chairman of the Wrexham Supporters Trust. Right. Yeah. And here's his, here's his quote from the piece. I'd never heard of either of them, he said, sipping his drink. I'd never watched Deadpool. Then it came on Channel 4 the following weekend. I started watching it and I thought, what a load of shit. It wasn't my cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> what did they make of that when they're seeing that? So first impressions aren't too good, are they, with the, uh, with the Welsh boys? With the, uh, no. the Wrexham fan no. club? I'm sure they'll uh, endear themselves to them now. And yeah, it's interesting. Like, certainly, uh, they're going to get a lot more publicity now as a club and we'll just see how it plays out. Bit of a it sounds like they've got. It sounds like they've got some big plans, lad, to be honest with you. It sounds like they're going to invest two million right away. It is a mad one. Another mad one. Did you uh, did you see that one I put up on Instagram as well, lad? Clay Davis is actually a Stenhouse Muir fan. Yeah, I did actually see that. Yeah, yeah. And you did, you, you contacted the uh, club for comments, hadn't you? <laughs> yeah, did give us a shout back, but he didn't really explain the story. They probably What's don't know who he is, do they? Let's be honest. Shit. Shit. It's the faucet string. <laughs> <laughs> we actually went up when we were, uh, a lot of our listeners will know this, we actually went up to Stenhouse Muir, Hale, when we were, I think we must have been about under 12s, under 13s. We were going for like a little footy away tour of Scotland. And... A few scoops on the, uh, on the coach on the way up there? No. Nah. Pastures, like, he's always been nah, a mad we... bunch, haven't you? No, nah, we were too young, really, I think. I think we got some... Some strong Glaswegian shandy when we were up there. I think we were only about 12 or that, 11, 12. No, no, hasn't stopped just before, though, lad. I've heard all the stories. Like, so I thought I'd ask, but come on, continue. Uh, maybe a few of them did. I was a bit of a late bloomer, me. I was more of a pisshead when I got to about 16, 17. I've looked back since, the... have you? <laughs> I don't know, lad. I fucking, not nowadays, but <laughs> yeah, I've probably drank a lifetime's worth already, haven't I? In me, in I was going to say, yeah, this, this, this brief sabbatical from not drinking's not fooling anyone. We know you're the degenerate, <laughs> degenerate pisshead. <laughs> Thanks for the uh, moral support on that front, Paul. Yeah, you're very welcome. Just thought I'd get that in on the back of you. Obviously, take me the cleaners last week. Yeah, in me hour of need. Reminded me of last week. But yeah, we thought, oh, then I was me, oh, we're playing this fucking Scottish professional outfit and fucking hell, we beat them 9-0. I scored an hat-trick from right-back. <laughs> Stevie Nicholesque, yeah. The only, right back, so... the only right-back to have scored an hat-trick, apart from Steve Nichol, all them years ago. I think it was against Newcastle. Good bit of knowledge Does for that... you there. That's a tremendous bit of knowledge. Does that not say something about the plight of Scottish football? <laughs> yeah, that'd say so, yeah. Little team from Hale Village. Or does it say more about the standard of football in Hale Village? Possibly had some good footballers, haven't we? Come through through the team and certainly through the village, like Adam Arkell, Adam Forshaw, Sean Worley. Obviously played played for the village. So we've had a few go on. Yeah, today, yeah, we, hey, you, you, you can't say that without giving our mate Moscow a shout. He'll be on suicide watch if we don't mention him. Moss Day, of course, cracking football of back course. in the day. Apparently, yeah, one of uh, Barry Bannon's favourites. I think <laughs> back in the day. explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Nice one, Moscow. Evening, lad. Good lad. Thanks for the listen while we. <laughs> I had a good crack with him Sunday night. I had a little FaceTime after the game, actually. He was uh, he'd enjoyed the match, enjoyed his Sunday. But shall we get on to uh, should we get on to Keegan's of the week, lad? Seeing as we're, we're throwing some shouts out here and I think I've got to nominate myself for Dominic Calvert Lewin right away, haven't I? Now you know him better than anybody probably. Do you back him to score quickly, yes or no? Yes. Oh, oh and it hasn't. No. Oh. 
What, just for Dunkman at the start of the season, do you mean? Just saying that it's going to dry up. Just saying that I thought it was a purple patch. And that's not me. I'm not one of these, unlike yourself. You know, aggro Liverpool fans. I have no, no animosity at all towards Everton. I just thought he was a half-decent player in good form. But he, what do you uh, mean you have no animosity to Everton? You're, you're an Everton fan, aren't you? That's just what I mean, exactly. Certainly, yeah, you're, I certainly you're all for Merseyside FC, aren't you? Makes me sick. Me- Maisie Pride, Popey, Maisie Pride. Like the old days, like the glory days. Misery side, more like. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to nominate myself. I know he's not at the target yet, but I think it's a matter of time until he gets to the 18 goals. It's going to cost me 100 quid to be made Stevie Mitchell. So I'm going to nominate myself for Keegan. I think I'll be funding early. this uh, 100 quid, won't I? With all the ads to ads we've Possibly. got. Possibly. American football Look, being the case in point. I've got another shout Concerning top scorer though, uh, well, it, it, it wouldn't surprise me if it was another one of yours. You, you, how long's the list? Some of well, the nonsense yeah, that well, you chat on here, like. Well, exactly. Yeah, now I am. It's a potential contender for next week. Maybe you'll want to throw it in now, but I honestly think Bobby Firmino after his goal Sunday is a hat trick away from being involved in the uh, the top scorer stakes again. <laughs> so not only that, you, so. You 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 are confident with our head to head the fourteen goals now? Now he's slotted. Not Absolutely. only that, you're going one fair, you're going further, and saying you fancy him to get back in the uh, the golden boot race. I don't think anyone creates more chances than Bobby Firmino. If the penny drops and he starts slotting the chances he gets, he'll be up to double figures in no time. I'm telling you, Popey, do not give up on our boy Bobby. And that's a shout out to Mark Davis as well, MD Fitness, who. Uh, as we say, we, we call him our boy. Bobby, our boy. I was going to say, our boy, only... yeah. He's certainly not my boy. don't know what you and Mark no. are in your spare time, but keep it off here. Yeah? I think we're the only ones in Merseyside backing him to the hilt. They're going to tumble in, Popey. They're going to tumble in and maybe have a little wager on him tomorrow night in this Atlanta game. I think he's he's going to get on a streak here, Bobby. Well, I was, I, I, certainly not. I was going to say to you as well, like it, it's where's the accountability for the, the shot you put up at the start of the season what did you put him up at like 80 to 1 or something to be top PFA, scorer and the, I was yeah. going to mention that to you today but obviously you've beat me to the punch really Yeah. so you you fancy him to, to, to get, get back in the race again for the golden boots is that what you're saying I don't think it's I don't think it's dead in the water yet Popey I think he's found his form again for Brazil he's bagged for us I think the weight's off his shoulders Bobby Firmino doubling down don't even know what to say for, for once in my life don't I'm say anything words you don't need to say nothing, Popey. Just I was going to say, yeah, for space. once in my life, I am at a loss for words. Like, yeah, you really, really, really throw me off there. Out of sorts. Well, let's, no. throw a, let's throw a Keegan of the Week your way then. Well, you've just, we'll just, just record what you've just said for the last two minutes, and that's, that's certainly first and foremost my, my Keegan of the Week. <laughs> the other one that I wanted to mention is John Barnes this week. Don't know whether you've seen it or not, but he mentioned that Thiago, when he is fully fit, isn't guaranteed to start for Liverpool. Oh, okay, he's lost his mind, Danny. Well, absolutely. I'll go as far as to say, I think if you look in the Oxford Dictionary, under the very definition or the example given for guarantee, I'm sure they say Thiago starting for Liverpool. <laughs> and if I wanted advice from, uh, from John Barnes, it'd be, uh, be on porn. More so than football, given his recent <laughs> revelations that he's a, a porn addict. How do you reckon he's doing on that front? Second lockdown and all that, do you reckon he's bang at it again? Refired up his uh, porno premium account? I think so, yeah. And as I say, I think his 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 opinions 
to uh, to do with porn are far more credible than uh, his football opinions nowadays. I think everyone just just switches off really. I I I don't think there's a bigger bigger guarantee in life than Thiago starting for Liverpool whenever he's fit. So don't know don't know what he was thinking there, but yeah, that was uh, that was interesting. And one of two I've got the other one was, which obviously you've just mentioned he's probably playing devil's advocate, but regardless, I think obviously Gary Neville going with Jose Lampard title race was uh, one I'd like mm. to put up there as well. It's a little bit prisoner of the moment that like isn't it? It's just clickbait, really, isn't it? That's all it is. Mm. I think. Just, just, yeah, just I'd to, say so. Trying to uh, just constantly, know. that's what the media tends ten, ten to well, do, have a tendency to do. They obviously just, just trying to create a, a narrative, often where there isn't one. I don't know whether it's just on the back of the injuries we've had, and as catastrophic as some of those injuries are, most notably to Van Dyke and Gomez, but I just I, I, I don't see how the likes of Chelsea's probably the amount of money they've spent. I think you and Mullen referred to Lampard as a young kid playing. Championship manager, really. He was just 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 buying all attacking players, and always since bought Thiago, and obviously they bought the goalie, and they have they have firmed up at the back, and they're not conceding as many goals. But they're not just going to click. They're not just going to go from what they were last season to challenging for the title. I know obviously Leicester have done it, but that's more of an anomaly. And Tottenham have got some great players, but Tottenham aren't going to go from six last season and then win the league this season. Especially when they're in the Europa League, even if he doesn't play his first team in the Europa League, you've still got the disruption to training, you've still yeah, got the travel disruption. It takes its toll. I, I, it's I, I think it's a little bit... Yeah, it's, 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 it's a little bit of a knock, a little bit of a slight on Liverpool, really, to, to even mention these teams as, as potentially challenging for the title this year. I think it's certainly a season or two early for the likes of Tottenham, we'll Tottenham and Chelsea. And we'll... the, I think the only thing that can stop us is the injuries, put it that way. Frank drafting in Tommy Swindle Arson and that, yeah. Back of Yoko on his, uh, on his champ manager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luton lays it out there. And another interception. It's Minka Fitzpatrick. He's got his second of the day. And an O to start the season. They get it done in Jacksonville 27-3. The final. I, I see the Steelers went 10-0 Sunday. Franchise record, never been 10-0 in their history. Maybe a little Keegan of the week for you being so against them earlier in the season for having such a pushback on me saying that they're the, they're the best team in football. No, I'd American counter football. that and say Keegan of the week for you for going with Alex Smith, comeback player of the year. How can it not be Ben Roethlisberger? If they go 16 and Ostey, which is likely now, mm. I, I don't see how Alex Smith gets it. I know it's a sympathy vote. But no, Alex, Alex Smith still wants a forward guy, but you know, and he's, he's starting to win. Alex Smith, the other Sunday, had his most completions in a game ever. No, Steve. I know he lost. Like, all right, just rephrase that slightly. He got his first win at the weekend. He won two for the season. The other one was Kyle Allen as quarterback. So he's won his first game in like a couple of years, I heard, at the weekend. All right, so, so he's starting to win. He's won one game against the depleted Bengals team who lost their quarterback. So, I don't know. Po, that for me. He had 17 operations a couple of years ago. The man's won an NFL game. One of the most horrible places to play your trade in sport. Come on. I think he's going to win comeback player of the year, Popey. Definitely. Definitely. But, but that but, wasn't but, the... but, but should he, over a man who was out all of last season as well, maybe not as a catastrophic injury, but was out all of last season, and he's come back this season to lead his team to an unprecedented, potentially 16-0. But let him win MVP then. Let Roethlisberger win MVP. Comeback player of the year. There's built well, there into you that. Go. Just you weren't using let him win. It, it, you shouldn't just be given out as little token gestures as the Alex Smith comeback player of the year would be. You shouldn't just give it out. You've got to earn it. And for me, he hasn't earned it. 
for, for, for winning one, he, potentially two by the it. end of the season. He's I don't even think he should be in the conversation. Nah, I think, where's your emotion, man? Where's your emotion? Where's your where's your empathy? The, the man's been through hell and back. Fucking bit coming from you, in it? Fucking hell. <laughs> well, I asked how you were this week, didn't I? I asked if you were talking to Cheers yet or whatever. Well, hang on, Steve. You've waited till we get on the airwave to ask how I am. You haven't asked me privately, have you? So that's just more for the benefit of the listeners. No, that's that's more on you, Popey. You're the one who said you'd rather only speak on business terms. Enough, of the, the enough of the empty empathy, anyway. That's a mouthful, isn't it? I just think, yeah, it would be as big a token gesture as the NHS clap or Captain Tom Moore winning. Uh, winning winning uh, earning <laughs> if you want to say that a knighthood I'd well and truly put Alex Smith comeback player of the year up there could they go 16 and 0 the Steelers it's got to be the only Steelers bet I haven't had I've had them to win the division I've had them to win the Super Bowl win the conference I've had Mike Tomlin the coach of the year at 25 to 1 the only one I haven't backed what price would that have been it must have been 100 to 1 wasn't it them to go 16 and 0 I think sorry I think any team yeah I think any team to go 16 and 0 was 50 to 1 what happened with um, the Patriots team when I had Randy Moss wide receiver? They didn't win the Super Bowl, but did they go 16-0 in the regular they season? Went, they, yeah, they went 16-0 and and lost the Super Bowl, yeah. And then I think Miami Dolphins, when it was like a 14 or 15 game season under coach Don Shuler or something, went yeah, 14 Don or Shuler, 15. Gr- Is that the only two times it's happened? That's the only two times, Pope. Yeah, since the major, I think, since the uh, I'll the tell you what's the biggest shoe and it's got... To- Say it's a shoe, and Mike Tomlin has got to be certainly. I'd say between Mike Tomlin or Flores, the Miami Dolphins coach, Brian Flores. This is what I worry about is that it's a lesser team who've improved a lot. But come on, Mike Tomlin's got to be coach of the year, lad. Got to be. You'd like to think. To think of what he's had to deal with with that dressing room with uh, Lavar Ball, uh, Ball, fucking Le'Veon Bell, and um, Antonio Brown, and all the dressing room beef that they had over the last couple of years. To now have a ten and zero team with a new batch of star players, and obviously Roethlisberger's still there. I think he's got to be the coach, coach of the year. The way he's pulled. That I together. think so, but you can wax lyrical about the Steelers as much as the as much as you want. The fact remains that these they will still have to overcome Patrick Mahomes led Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs if they yeah. wanted to even get to the Super Bowl. And you're talking about someone who's widely considered already just his third season in the NFL as being the greatest quarterback of all time, which is mm. mad. But this is the experts talking on ESPN, which, as you know, I do tend to watch a lot of, certainly watch ESPN over Sky yeah. Sports News. And the general consensus on get up from all of the export experts, former NFL players and pundits alike is that Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback of all time. And they, they all think it's pretty much a done deal that the, the, the Chiefs will win the Super Bowl, hands down, just mm. purely Mahomes. So I think your, your best bet is if Mahomes picks up an injury. I think as long as he plays, I can't see how the Steelers overcome them in the in the playoffs. So I think, I think you'll, you'll fall short of the Super Bowl, but I think you'll land on your other bets, division, we'll coach see. etc. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Well, we've, we've got away from Keegan of the week there. I had two more... Donald Trump, our old mate, he seems to be a regular on the Keegan of the Week these days, doesn't he? Um, did you see him telling the G20 Christmas Summit that he was doing a Zoom call that he's looking forward to working with them for a, for a long time going forward? <laughs> he's, he's not giving this, this election up, is he? We must defend the rights of every citizen to live Russia, without Russia, violence, Russia, Russia. prejudice, or fear. How you doing? Hey, Donnie. We support the overwhelming majority of police officers. The bad, bad guy. Who are incredible in every way. And devoted public service. This is your truck. And I'm in the White House and I was Fire lonely. Fire the president, please. 
I said, let's go to Iraq. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. No, not at all. I'll tell you what, you want to try and get him on the show? It's not like he's working anymore. I know he's got a few, obviously, he's, he's still a businessman and he's got his investments and what have you, but in terms of nine to five, day to day, he won't have much to do. I think he might enjoy it, mate. He loves boxing, loves football. Um, loves golf. Loves golf, yeah, yeah. I think we might have a uh, good crack with Donald, might we? Yeah, if you're listening, probably... Donald, yeah, get on, get in touch via Instagram and uh, yeah, we'll try and fit you in. Probably won't be into some of the rap soundtrack we have. I can't imagine he sees eye to eye with Buster Rhymes, like, but you know. We like to bring people together, don't we, Poppy? We do, yeah. And the last one was uh, Scouse boxer Derry Matthews simply declared and the Callum Smith beats Canelo on the 19th of December, which I thought was quite bold of him. Not only that, he must have a little bit of brain damage, Derry Matthews. He's, he's, <laughs> he often, in his career, tended to block punches with his head, didn't he? So uh, whether he's got sort of long-lasting concussion... Or early stages of, of brain damage. It's, it's one of the two, I would have thought. And uh, it doesn't surprise me that he comes out with such nonsense. Any very early takes on Callum Smith, Canelo, Pope? It's not till the 19th of December, but... Canelo, that's it. Top, middle and bottom. Mm. Canelo stoppage. Stoppage. I think he gets to that body. I think it's pro- possibly going to be the John Ryder performance. Times times 10, isn't it? The, the argument is there that Callum Smith will be more up for Canelo than he was for John Ryder. He's bigger he's than Canelo flat. and all that, and that's what people, the angles people are taking. But come on, you're talking about one of the greatest boxers of, of, his, of his generation. Yeah, he's class, isn't he? He's class. Exactly. He's been it's so a massive in, step up in, in class for... Yeah, yeah I, I just... just you, you get all that. You get all... It, again, it's, I've mentioned it in the past on the show. It's not going to go down too well. But there's a sort of... A red man mentality, isn't there? Not just for Liverpool, but like sort of... Mm. Scouse boxers. And I think people's judgment tends to get a little bit clouded on the back of that, really. Rather than I, I just don't... Yeah. And I, I really resent it. Like, I really don't like the idea that you just have to support someone because they're from close to your postcode or whatever. You know, I've supported... Mexican fighters I've loved over British fighters in the past. It's just, I think you support personalities, don't you, rather than someone being in the same jurisdiction as you? Exactly. Yeah, put it this way, if, if Ronnie O'Sullivan played John Parrott in a game of snooker, there's only one person I'd want to win. And it's not Absolutely. the fat blue nose. <laughs> <laughs> no surprises there. No surprises there. Anything else catch your eye from the news this week? Uh, a couple of funny things jumped out at me. Not really sport-related. Seeing Greg's were apologising, the bakery, for uh, replacing baby Jesus with a sausage roll in the, the advent calendar launch. <laughs> <laughs> what? You'll have to tell... I, I, didn't, I didn't even know Greg's had an advent calendar, so do you want to explain more? Sorry, not advent... Uh, yeah, I think it was an advent calendar. It might have been the nativity scene, actually. It might have been the nativity scene and they'd laid a sausage roll in the manger... Rather than the baby Jesus, of course. <laughs> and obviously, living in the world that we live in now, and how PC it is, it's yeah. called out. It's caused yeah. outrage, has it? Yeah. Well, it reminded me of back in the day in school. The baby Jesus went missing around here in Hale Village. They have an activity scene outside the post office. Lovely lit and really, uh, really nice traditional scene. And someone actually broke in and robbed the baby Jesus on uh, <laughs> on Christmas Eve one year. So uh, did he ever find the culprit? Yeah. Uh, there's been rumours, there's been murmurs. Some might be uh, listeners of this show, really. So, <laughs> Was it just I'll mischievous it kids or was it something a bit more sinister, which involved Blue Mick? <laughs> no, 
Blue Mick wasn't involved, definitely. I've got I've got an alibi for him at the time. <laughs> well, we were having a gab with him on the country lane at the time, yeah? Yeah, we were talking Everton's Boxing Day fixture, I think. In the dead of night, <laughs> yeah, very strange. Very, very strange <laughs> dynamic there, you and him. But yeah, this disgusting stuff, and as I say, it made the papers, like, it made the, uh, I think it made the Echo and it made the Witness World, two papers, it was... <laughs> It was a big, it was a big stink around the witness the, yeah, world. So. Is that was that such a thing back in the day? It was such a thing, yeah. Witness yeah. world, the, uh, wow. As you know, the village crosses, crosses Halton boundaries, and uh, we actually have black bins here, don't we? Which we get a bit of stick for. So the, yeah, fr- the front pa- the pages within the witness world must have been awash with teenage pregnancy stories. <laughs> Highest rate in Europe at one point, wasn't it? Teenage pregnancies for a good, a good solid five years by all accounts. So, yeah. Yeah, Hello yeah, the boys must have filled your boots, yeah. Happy days, good stuff. I'm still waiting for a few of my Johnson knock up here, really. <laughs> Excuse uh, the pun. Another Excuse funny Christmas pun. story is uh, is Mikey Dutton. The oh. the time he went out on Christmas Eve, had a skinful, as used to be tradition, really, back in the day, didn't it? Not so much yeah. now for our sort of group of, of, of mates, but certainly Christmas Eve used to go out have a skimful. So Mikey done yeah. that one year, returned home with, was it was it on his own or was he with Phil, Phil Wainwright? Phil Wainwright, yeah, another mate, yeah. And it, what if, have they just carved up the Christmas turkey or just devoured it and basically ruined Christmas for the whole family? They basically left the carcass, yeah. They've absolutely ripped the turkey to bits. I think the pork joint <laughs> got it as well. Uh, <laughs> not left. I think they had to order KFC on the, on the Christmas day. <laughs> I'll have to clarify that with uh, with Mikey Dutton, but brilliant. Yeah, Just left yeah, the carcass, absolutely... yeah. So his his family have gone down the next morning, Christmas morning. Great family time of year. Just to be met with a carcass on the uh, on the kitchen table, ruin Christmas for the family. Not many bankers in play, Morgie. Well, it's five hundred ninety-seven yards. The bunker is three four eight to carry, and this is rifled. Oh my goodness! Zoom out. Is, that is. Borderline obscene. Well, hold on to your hats, everybody. One yard shy of 440 yards. 439, he's ripped it down this hole. He's going in with a gap wedge. Can you believe it? 153 to carry the bunker. 16D to get to the flag. 439 yards. Speaking of protein and, and large meals and calories, did you catch your mate Bryson Deschambro? Getting out driven again last week. Well, I didn't, but again, I, I, I don't know who that is. Bryson DeChambeau, do you mean? Oh, did I? Did I pronounce it wrong again? Did I? Yeah. You so, did, sorry, yeah. yeah. Did. A couple of the listeners actually mentioned, or oh, I got a couple of texts this week. Uh, much yeah. to the delight of the listeners that I pulled you on that, because, uh, yeah, it was starting to annoy them as much as it was me, really. So if you can just stick we'll just to his, 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 his correct name moving forward. Beefcake. Yeah, the juice juice bomb. Uh, I didn't actually know. So what happened? I didn't know he was playing this week. I thought he'd, uh, no, he was having a couple of no, interest. It was actually on the European tour. Um, the player is called, do you know him? Wilco, I know you don't watch much European golf and I certainly don't myself. Wilco Nienbar, is it? I think he's a South African lad. He actually drove 439 yards on, I think it was Friday, on the second round. Oh, Tom Forshaw actually... texted me about this. Yeah, yeah, he didn't have his name, but he mentioned him, yeah. What's that got to do with Bryson? Well, has he got a bit of work to do? He's absolutely hell-bent on being this, this longest driver on, on tour. Well, he is, PGA average... Tour. I don't think he pays much interest to the European Tour. The likes of Robert Rock and that. Well and truly scraping the barrel there. But this fella's average is 14 yards longer over the season than Bryson's. Uh, what do you make of that? I think there's more roll on them uh, 
USPGA tour courses as well, isn't it? I think DeChambeau's got a bit of work to do. He has to offer his intake, if that news wouldn't have even been fed back to Bryson. Again, it's the European tour. I reckon with a, a good sort of six-month summer on me back, playing twice a day at Allen, I could arguably get on the European tour with the likes of Robert Rock, and that's an awful standard. Terrible. Anyone Terrible. who's half-decent yeah. in Europe just goes to the PGA tour. So again, it, 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 it's not even newsworthy for me. Fair enough. Okay. Well, uh, do you know what? The, the less time spent on golf, the better for me this week after uh, the bodyguard falling short in the playoff. I will not always love you. I was a hell of a handicapper, I can tell you that. I had it down so good that I ran paradise on earth. I had one of the biggest casinos in Las Vegas to run for Tangiers. <laughs> If I did it, I'd have to run on my way. Nobody's going to interfere with you running the casino, I guarantee it. You're a guy. Make a lot of money for us. Also, keep a good eye on it. All right. Look at this place. It's made of money. What do you think about me moving out here? I just got to tell you, it's no joke out here. You got to keep a low profile. Right off the bat, they don't like guys like us. Oh, yeah! Yeah, uh, casino, 25 year anniversary, that makes me feel old, Steve. I was going to say, lad, yeah, yeah, Sunday night, apparently. How, how ironic and how matrixy is that, that I, uh, as, a, as we've spoke about earlier in the show here, I was having a bit of a rough one on Sunday, and usually I get out, say Sam, the uh, the gambling saint, Sam Rothstein, I get me pictured out of Robert De Niro, and I, I place him on the telly when there's a, <laughs> when, when there's a bit of a chase on. And how when, weird, when you get desperate, night, yeah. Well, that night without knowing, that was actually the day the casino got released 25 years ago, the uh, the Martin Scorsese film. I would just get out. I tried to do everything for you, even though I knew deep down inside you would bury me. I buried you. You buried yourself. I have to be able to trust you with my life. Can I trust you? Can I trust you? I will go to the FBI. I will go to the police. I am not protecting you anymore. Where do you put it, lad, in the great pantheon of Martin Scorsese flicks? Is it right up the top? Is it top five at least? I, th- I don't think it's, it's widely considered his best. I think that's good, that's Goodfellas, really, isn't it? But for me, I was yeah. always a casino man over Goodfellas, to be mm. honest. And I, one, one question I wanted to ask you is, you've often been referred to as the uh, the Scouse ace Sam Rothstein, haven't you, really? So, yeah. given our dynamic on the show, does that make me Nicky Santoro? <laughs> I think it does. I think that might make you more Santoro, yeah. Aggro, aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, won't, won't take no for an answer. Tell you- so your favourite, I think it's my personal favourite as well. You know, Is it the gambling element for us? Is it because we've been so much into betting over the years? All Scorsese's films have some sort of gambling element, most of the, most of the gangster ones, but Casino's another level, isn't it? I just, it, it do you know who it is for me? Just... just- Pesci, end of, same with Goodfellas, mm. same with Casino. Just so infectious yeah. in that role, really, isn't he? I thought he was absolutely outstanding in The Irishman as well. I think that didn't get the love that I think it Very should have. Very understated, yeah, totally different role for him, really. He, well, he, wasn't he shortlisted for the Best Supporting Actor? I know he didn't win it, I think it was like I Brad backed Pitt him. or something. I backed him 100 to 30, Pope, yeah, and Brad Pitt won it for the Tarantino one, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, was it? I thought he was outstanding. I thought that maybe, as you say... His understated performance in it, that might have been his uh, his best his best role to date. That I thought. 
Nicky Santoro, and it was also the first time Billy Bats aside that we were introduced to who then went on to be Philly Leotardo. Obviously he has more of a more of a role in Casino Dunny as Nicky Santoro Frank right hand man. Frank Vincent, God God rest his soul, yeah. I tell you what though, I'd still have nightmares about the uh, the, the final scene in the cornfields. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Arjun seen that when he was a kid. Arjun must have been eight, I think, when he seen that. Oh and he said he's still. Oh no, sorry, no, it wasn't the cornfields. I think it was the vice scene. You know where he's got a. Uh, the Irishman, yeah, his eyes popping out of his head, yeah. Who, who's he? Who's he gone to the fucking floor for? The fella? Who, who's he keeping his mouth shut for? I can't think of the name. Yeah, I can't remember the name, but yeah, he's fuming. He just slits his throat. You yeah, did this it. for Nicky fucking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, Insane. it's quite dark in parts, but yeah, I was always a uh, yeah a casino fan, and obviously the 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 added value of Sharon Stone, who back in the oh. day as a as a as a oh. young sort of uh, hormonal teenage boy, yeah, she used to do quite a lot for all of us, no doubt. Oh Christ, she did, yeah, yeah, one of the best. I think I'm going to Ginger. watch it tonight. I haven't, I haven't watched it for a good. I watch it once a year at least. Casino, I think. It's got to have been at least a good sixteen months or uh, six months or a year now. So I think we're going to get Casino on this week. You can have a little watch yourself, Popey. Maybe dip in. Probably, yeah. Hey, on, on Casino, I bet you wear your socks like uh, Sam Rostein, don't you? <laughs> I have been known. Do you get the old like, knee eye socks out? Yeah, the old yeah, pop socks. Yeah. I've been known to like a knee sock. Yeah, definitely. Especially when uh, when I'm entertaining. Old <laughs> 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 well, Chucky Moosen in your knee socks. Yeah. Yeah, why not? He's about as useful as tits on a bar. I love that line as well from the cowboy. Should we move on to unlikely lookalikes, lad? What you see? I got something to say to you. Listen. See the thing about you that caught my eye is the same thing that makes me change my mind. Kinda hard to explain. But girl, I'll try I need to sit down, this may take a while I've got nothing for you. I've got nothing for you this week. I'll just uh, enjoy the. Uh, I, I, I suppose you've been inundated by our loyal oh, listeners. Yeah. I've been giving them nothing, and it won't be won't come as a massive surprise to you to hear that I've got nothing from me as well. Well, it's not your it's not your favourite uh, slot, is it? The only thing. Well, it's like, growing on me slightly, to be honest with you. And, and obviously, I had a couple last week, just purely on the basis of people sending them to me. But uh, no such joy this week, so I'll uh, I'll let you take over. The listeners love it and it's brilliant. Honestly, I'm really, really tickled by it, the inboxes. So if you do come across an unlikely lookalike or something stands out, give us a shout at my conversation. Sorry, at my convos with the Pope on Instagram. First one, our mate again, Bobby Firmino. Spoke about him a lot so far today from Jordan Doyle. It's uh, Jonah Hill's Donny in Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> <laughs> you give you that? Is that? Is it just the teeth, do you reckon? There's something right across the face, I think, isn't there? There's a texture, there's a, there's a skin colour. What a character Donnie a... is, by the way. Oh, wow. Steve Mannion. Yeah, yeah I, think, I think there'll be a bit of that when we can finally get out and have a little dabble, won't there? I think I'm looking forward to having a little afternoon on the Quaaludes. I was going to say, yeah, well, me, me and Jimmy and Mark have already said, like, yeah, once it is the localised lockdown tiers are announced on Thursday, and as expected, yeah. if we are in tier two, then... Tribecker for the first Saturday game, regardless of who's playing early kickoff, whether it's Brighton, Fulham, West Ham, oh. anyone. Yeah, we're just going to go and get stuck in, really. 
I think everyone's missing that, aren't they, Poppy? You know, I know we've had a little joke about my my drinking there. I, I don't I drink handful of times a year these days, but fucking hell, you, even if you're not bevying or if you're just having a few, it's you just miss being around your mates, don't you? And watching a game and just the crack of it. Oh, it's brilliant, of course, yeah. I, I, I suppose everyone does miss it, don't they? And I, I'm just missing a nice, ice-cold pint of lager draft. Anyway, we digress. Let's see what Boris announces on uh, Thursday, but I wouldn't surprise me if they do put us in tier three, regardless of our infection rate dropping as much as it has. We haven't, got a, yeah. a, 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 we haven't even got a surrounding borough in the top 200, have we? Have we not? No, I haven't really been keeping up on it. Like, no, so no. basically, yeah, okay. I, I, I read yesterday. I don't like to make. I don't like to make out that I'm well versed on such subjects, but just out of interest, after it was announced that it'd be going to local localized lockdowns, I did read that Liverpool nor any surrounding borough, whether that be Sefton, Knowsley, Whittle, uh, Halton, anywhere like that, are in the top two hundred of the uh, the okay. R infection okay. rates. Whereas when we were the first region to go into tier three, I think everywhere was like in the top. 10, 15, 20. So, so just purely has, based on that, off. you'd expect us to be in tier two at worst. But if you're adding the little caveat that it's a Tory government, and uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise you if they put us in tier three just to, uh, just to shaft us. Well, but anyway, we'll let's not get too, too caught up on the politics. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. We could be having a casino night soon watching the NFL. But let's move on with these unlikely lookalikes anyway. Matt Hancock, you've, uh, you've gone off on a bit of a COVID tangent there, haven't I you? I did meet, yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Robert Lewandowski. Looks like Fiorio from The Sopranos. Fantastic. <laughs> That's a cracker, yeah. Ra- Why can't I think of these? Do you know what? From I was in bed this morning. I was awake from six o'clock lying there for half an hour thinking of unlikely lookalikes and I just couldn't come up with any. <laughs> the, the key is not to go looking for them. They've just got to come to you. You've just got to see it. And just organically, the- yeah? Yeah, organically, let let them come to you. Another one, uh, so that was Robert Gavin, that again. I love that he's breaking his uh, his social media sabbatical just to get these Good on. Good yeah, like well done. Thanks for the, uh, on a weekly thanks for the content. Better content than, than, than what we're providing anyway. Well, it's not hard, is it? No, it's not, not at, hard all. at all, is it? Really, us at the moment. A couple, a couple again from Liam Rowlands, who you still can't get on board with his uh, his Beansy Gator shout for, for Mane, can you? Which no, don't, still fucking... don't understand that, but go on. <laughs> He's gone with Trump's mate, Chris Christie, is it? I think uh, one of his one of his cabinet, Chris Christie, looks like Bobby Bacala. <laughs> Have a little look at Chris Christie, lad. There's there's definitely uh, similarities there. He he looks like a good union man, like Bobby. So he's just picked a fat man with the same colour hair. Yeah, brilliant, original. <laughs> okay, it, it, it's as if I, yeah. Do you know what? It sounds as though this animosity. It sounds as though I've got a personal vendetta against Liam, against Liam. which certainly isn't the case. I just don't necessarily yeah. agree with his, uh, with his unlikely lookalikes. Hopefully he's got another one whereby he can redeem himself anyway. Well, you might like this one. You might like this one. Former Arsenal boss Unai Emre uh, and Stevie Janowski from Eastbound and Down. <laughs> <laughs> That's a classic lad. Stevie Janowski. Wow, wow there's a bit a of nostalgia for you. I haven't watched that for about oh. three years. I think you've got to, every now and then, you've got to dip into Eastbound and Down. You've just got to. Like... That's absolutely brilliant, by the way. Really good. So, yeah, Liam, you've well and truly redeemed yourself there, mate. Well done. <laughs> Another one from Twitter. We don't usually get them on Twitter. This is from Ian Cower, at Ian Cower on Twitter. Extra interracial points, which, which we're always happy about. Bert Reynolds and Evander Holyfield. <laughs> That's just mad, dad, honestly. I don't really. I've got nothing against the interracial ones per se, but. Oh, that's great, just... Honestly, I say what that. I'm going to do next week. I'm just going to just do a few black man and white man comparisons, <laughs> and just see how see how they're received because they can't be any worse. 
I think you compared yourself to Michael Jordan at one point, didn't you? The other week. Watch us for me greatness. Possibly, yeah. The goat of podcasting. <laughs> I think we're a long way off that, aren't we? Something good to come out of my chasing over the weekend. I, uh, I actually backed Dave Chisnell at one point on the handicap. That was an unlikely lookalike. St. Helens' darts player Dave Chisnell and Mike Skinner, our old mate, uh, Mikey boy. Chizzy Rascal. Chizzy <laughs> Rascal. That's got to exactly, be up there yeah. with the bodyguard and in, in, in terms of best, best oh. nicknames in sports. What a nickname. I wonder if we can get a pint with Dave Chisnell. Up with the St. Helens lads in the balls order when we uh, when we get out of this lockdown. I'm I'm all up for, for doing live podcasts, you know, or do, doing like a live interview with someone, Pope, if you're up for it. I'll doing be a up remote for it, yeah, one. Time, yeah. You know what I mean? I'm a confident, doing one on location. Lad, so, yeah. Just name the time and the place. I'll be there. Obviously, I won't organise it, but I'll just turn up and provide the goods as I often do. I was actually trying to get Mark Murray on over the next couple of weeks as a guest. He's fighting Billy Joe Saunders. I thought he retired. Weeks, What's going on there, by the way? He's fighting Billy Joe, and he. We'll get on to that. We'll get on. We'll to have a little head there because you'll obviously fancy Martin Murray because you'll always go against Billy Joe Saunders. So I can see myself making a few quid there. He's took a few quid off me over the years, Billy Joe. Like Lemieux, Andy Lee. Fucking, I remember I sent you my research for the Andy Lee fight about six pages long. <laughs> he absolutely dance rings around him all night, Billy Joe, didn't he? Couple, couple more, couple more on the unlikely lookalikes fronts. Couple from our one of our loyalist listeners, John Mullen, um, Sergio Ramos, and Val Kilmer. Cracker. Brilliant. Really good, yeah. Really good. Bastard. Well, like I That's said, I, I'm just slightly annoyed that I don't think of these, but really, really good, yeah. Spot on. Glenn Whelan, Irish player, and Hilary Swank. Fantastic. <laughs> Why is it fantastic? That's great. Intergender. Extra points for intergender. Glenn Whelan, Hilary Swank. If you look at Hilary Swank in... What was the film? Million Dollar Baby was it where she's boxing is that the right film have a look at it in that film I think it's Million Dollar Baby innit she won the Oscar for Hilary Swank certainly not one for the Swank Bank who she isn't she's looking like Glenn Whelan no (laughs) she scrubs up alright you know who Glenn I think Glenn's got Glenn's got lovely calves I think in there when he gets them high heels on there we go yeah maybe yeah, who knows? I, I, I'm totally lost with this segment, to be honest with you. So, what does what does my opinion matter? I appreciate it. I, I think it, I think it's a tremendous segment. Then the last couple are both Larry David's misses in Kirby Enthusiasm. So Cheryl David in the show, Cheryl Hines. If you want to say to your first Popey, because I don't think you, you you're not too versed on Kirby. Are you? If you go and say say Cheryl David or Cheryl Hines for us. You got it all. You know, it's it, it, my laptop's away from me because I've got the mic in front of me, you see, so it just take me a little bit longer to type. Yeah, Cheryl Hines, yeah, good looking girl. Cheryl Hines, got it. Okay, first one from Rory Egan. Yesterday's Blues, uh, Yesterday's Blues on Instagram. Gianfranco Zola. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the mouth, yeah. I can see And my follow up, but my follow up, which I think, I don't want to steal his thunder, like. Paulie Jr. with Paulie's jokes, but I think she's more Gareth Bale, you know, Cheryl, Cheryl David. Well, again, mouth, yeah, similar. You could, uh, yeah, bit of a uh, trifecta chimpish, there, all three of them. Chimpish features, yeah, yeah, I think so. That's our unlikely lookalike segment, so I'm sure you're happy to get to get through that, Popey. I am, yeah, and we, 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 I think we need to speed through the last part of the show because I've got another way of calling about three minutes and I've just okay, had a notification right. saying that it's already all started. All right, no, no problems at all. I wanted to play you in a, an Uncle Douglas clip and I, I actually... I Please do, actually, yeah, I've always got time for that. The, the work meet, meeting can wait. The work <laughs> meeting can wait. 
If it's, uh, well, I've always got time for a bit of Uncle Douglas. Oh yeah, Steve, I'm, uh, I'm enjoying myself here. Oh yeah, watching, uh, watching the Rolling Stones here. Uh, don't even know what this fucking song is, but uh, it gets me in the mood to walk. I just, uh, I'm just glad that my, my wife is asleep with her mouth open. Oh yeah, as uh, I can still consummate, should we say? Oh yeah. He'd had a couple of bevies, hadn't he? Uncle Douglas over the weekend, and it's it's some of the... Oh, uh, it's absolutely fantastic. Great content as well. Brilliant. Did, did you enjoy his Farage last week on the show as well that I uh, edited in later? Well, I always enjoy a bit of Uncle Douglas, yeah. Keep it coming. One of the only reasons <laughs> okay. I listen back to the podcast, to be honest with you, in the hope that you've uh, you've managed to shoe on some Uncle Douglas in. We need weekly, we need weekly content from RL, don't we? Uncle Douglas is there. It's just the concept of Michael Douglas being horned up on a, on a and being a, ca- a Liverpool cabbie driver. It's just a fantastic comedy vehicle, isn't it? Oh, brilliant, yeah. So keep it coming. So you're on a rainy night in Soho. Okay, let's wrap up then if you need to get out of here for work, Pope, with the Soho tip of the week. I know you're not gambling at the moment. Do you have any predictions or anything that's caught your eye, Popey, for the listeners? Well, you've just answered your own question there. I'm not gambling this week, am I? No, so that's it? Yeah. So no tips? No. Okay, I am going to go for Joe Joyce uh, in the big domestic fights, the big heavyweight no, fight this no, weekend. No, no, no. Dubai does them. I know I don't want to head-to-head because I'm not gambling, but trust me, our head to heads when it comes to boxing, I, I, I think I've got a. Um, I think you're on top, yeah. Better record than than, than you certainly in the head to head. So yeah, I, I I fancy Daniel Dubois all day. Really do. Listen, Popey, this isn't me massively hugely fancying Joe Joyce to win the fight. This is a value pick. You know, we've spoke about on this podcast in the past about. So how are they priced up? He's nearly four to one, Joe Joyce, and getting bigger. I just feel this is any podcast you listen to, any. Any site you read, this is a real 50-50. This is a real step up for Dubois. Joe Joyce's got a tremendous amateur pedigree. Dead durable. What's Dubois going to be like against a big, heavy fella if he doesn't blast him out there in the first few rounds? Which he might do. I just think at nearly 4-1, to one, I think 13-4 to four or 14-4 to four was, the, was the last price I seen on Joyce. I think he's definitely worth a value point. And if you're looking for a bit of entertainment, a bit of combat entertainment and invested interest over the weekend, I think Joe Joyce is the way to go. Give me Joe Joyce of fours rather than Dubois of fours on, you know? Mm, yeah, I don't know. I just I think Daniel Dubois is very underrated, more so because he's obviously he's, um, he's not with Eddie Hearn. He's, he's with Frank, Frank Warren. Yeah. So he's maybe not in the... He doesn't get the line like that uh, Eddie Hearn stable. Usually would, and I think because mm. of that, he's maybe a little bit underrated. So I fancy him you've to win, re- and then more so going to bigger and better things. I'd fancy him against someone like a Joshua. You know, honestly, I do think he's, he could potentially be that good. 
really do rate You've him. been massive on him, Pope, haven't you? You've been yeah. massive on Dubois since he uh, since he came through. Like so, he hasn't really yeah, forced yeah. anyone to get that. But he's. I think this is the, the the start of bigger and better things to come. And I just think if he's given the opportunity to fight a higher caliber of fighter, as Saturday will show, then I think he'll just just continue to get better. Really do rate him. I'd fancy him mm. against Joshua as well if that fight that ever happens. Okay, let's see how it pans out, Saturday. Will you be watching the the later fights, Roy Jones and Mike Tyson? Most certainly not. No, where's that? The Rocket Car Park? <laughs> Might as well be. Did you hear there was a stipulation on the rules this week? Apparently, it's been released that they've both agreed not to knock each other out. <laughs> a boxing fight where they've both agreed to not knock each other out. Absolutely brilliant. Should we just leave it on that? That's going to be good for sales, isn't it? Yeah, I think... I think let's get out of here. Uh, I don't think either of us have scored a knockout today and I don't think you're going to be getting one on, on Saturday. Well, what will just add insult to injury is if you just listen to this back and my microphone hasn't in fact worked and there's no sound at all or very muffled sound. If that's the case, then we'll just have to uh, record a new episode next week. Yeah, no problem. Or possibly, like we've hinted that, we might do a little bit of a live action on Thursday for the Thanksgiving games. It's the NFL. Traditional free games on Thanksgiving on Thursday. We'll have a little look at that. Possibly, Pope, we might be doing a bit of a Instagram Live maybe for half an hour or so during one of the games on Thursday. Can't make any promises, Stephen. <laughs> All right, I, I, I will or I won't see you then, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably the latter. <laughs> I'll see you uh, later. Probably the latter and no probably about it. Well, I'll be there waiting for you with, with me vegan turkey, me corn turkey buddies oh, waiting for you. You make me so. sick, you make me sick. <laughs> See you later. See you later, lad. Ta-ra, ta-ra, po. Ta-ra. Oh, Steve, my uh, my emaciated, gin-soaked torso is weak and lily-livered. And uh, I have had to take three Viagra just to... Uh, get myself out of bed this morning. Oh, yeah.